BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bakoven. I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Buck starts now. Hey, welcome in. It is Tom and Bach. We made it to Thursday. Some thought we wouldn't make it through one show. And look at us, Bach. It's been at least two months. It's like we're on the hot seat. And That's right. And winning games are at least are keeping it close. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're pressure players, man. We come through in the clutch as far as you know. Yeah. At least enough to keep this rain going. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it is Tom and Bach. A busy show today. Uh, we've got Robin Washett talking a little Husker hoops, and we will ask him questions about Nebraska versus Ohio State. By the way, it's fallen. It's fallen like a big stone from the sky. Do stones fall from the sky? Nebraska at one time was a 16-point dog, now 14-and-a-half. Somebody from Vegas is seeing something uh, that's making them think that Nebraska is going to win this football game or have a better <laughs> – <laughs> or have How about that? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Uh, but they, it is falling, uh, the uh, point line now, 14 and a half uh, for Nebraska football this week. Did you hear Ryan Day said he, he thinks Nebraska is good? Yeah, I've yeah. heard a few of the players yeah. are pretty complimentary of yeah. Nebraska, whether it be their defense or yeah. just overall. Um, so, you know, I was kind of hoping they'd just say, yeah, we're not going to really pay much attention. We're just going right. to. I don't even know if we're going to wake up, get there till yeah. noon, but uh, <laughs> well, I guess they're taking this game seriously. It feels like he's going Lou Holtz again, uh, like Lou Holtz used to always do this. You can't beat Navy. They'll, they'll, they'll break your knee. Yeah. <laughs> you got to prepare all, all summer for Navy, and then they'll break your knee. Uh, uh, so, you know, that, that's probably a smart move. You got to uh, – obviously, Nebraska has uh, played everybody close, and so uh, maybe that's what Vegas is thinking, that this – not that it's a close game, but 14 and a half – you know, Ohio State had four straight games where they scored 52 or more. 
Then they had a, a bit of a clunker against Penn State where it was 33-24. But they have played, maybe this is part of it, what, eight straight weeks without a bye? Uh, I think it's eight straight weeks, similar to what Nebraska is going through. I remember weeks. that excuse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nebraska used that one, uh, all for naught. Uh, but they tried with that one. Yeah, uh, I mean, to be and, and to be fair, I mean, the, those get, I mean, when the offense really turned it on, it was against like Akron and Rutgers and Maryland and Indiana. And those teams are pretty hapless at this point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Penn State was a test. I thought that was, game was closer than I thought it would be, certainly into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I think Nebraska, given their track record of keeping games close, has a has an opportunity there. But it's interesting kind of bringing that idea up to Sipple. He just goes, ah, he just kind of thought, hey, it's a mismatch. Yeah. I'm not sure. And if you look at, you know, C.J. Stroud, he's been on fire. We all know about the wide receivers and, and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, uh, not to mention the other guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba coming along. And then Travion Henderson, I mean, at running back. I mean, they just, they're so loaded, but at least you feel pretty good at that, that side of the ball. And their defense isn't as good as it has been historically. It wasn't as good as it has been historically last year. So, um, you know, that kind of gives you a little bit of hope that if Nebraska can play clean, which they obviously they didn't last time out, but if they can, you know, play some of their best ball, that they can make this a one-possession game and have a chance in the fourth quarter and maybe win you some money if you bet That's that right. Nebraska can cover. We'll break down the game. Obviously, we have been all week, but we'll get to more of that with Robin Washett, Mitch Sherman a little bit later on, and we'll break down Ohio State at a high level. Doug LaMaurice of uh, Cleveland.com. He covers Ohio State for a living, uh, so he knows them pretty well, and so we'll talk a lot of Ohio State today and give our own views as well. Uh, The NFL Network is reporting that uh, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers, of course, will miss the Packers showdown this Sunday versus Kansas City during uh, due to a positive COVID test. Uh, He's been quoted as saying that he was immunized, uh, but the NFL, by their standards, not so much. He, that doesn't mean he was vaccinated, according to the NFL. And there have been uh, lots of shots of him, you know, inside the locker room, apparently without a mask, yeah. roaming around the halls. I know he didn't have a mask on when he spoke to the media. I don't know if that's necessary or not. On the sidelines, I don't think you have to wear a mask outside, uh, even if you're unvaccinated. But I don't know what the rules are on that. But Jordan Love uh, will get the start. Uh, with their game with Kansas City this Sunday, uh, and Aaron Rodgers will not play. Well, maybe they drafted him because they uh, knew that in yeah. the future. You know, no, they, there's nothing to. He know hasn't there, played in since 2020. He didn't play last year. Yeah, um, and that's still it's just mind-boggling to me why they ever drafted him to begin yeah. with. But I guess it'll come in handy here. I don't, I don't know if that's the long-term plan is that you just spot play him. But uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Aaron Rodgers, you know, reigning MVP, uh, heck of a football player. Probably, I mean, with the with the struggles Mahomes is having again, I think he could go back yeah. to Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback in the game. Uh, Tom Brady certainly has his arguments yeah. there as well. But um, an, an all-time great, and it's. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I, I, I just don't. You know, you kind of wonder what, what it, what he meant when he said he was immunized. <laughs> I can't he even was, say the word. He was immunized. Immunized. Uh, yeah. uh, but um, he 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 chose an alternative procedure to being vaccinated. Uh, can you do that? I, I don't know. Well, he, he applied uh, to the NFL uh, for to allow that. Uh, like, here's I'm going to try this alternative uh, route. Uh, I'm immunized, but I'm not vaccinated. Will you accept that? And apparently they went back and forth for like a month uh, and decided, no, that's not that's not what we want. Uh, so he can't play. He does. Uh, 
He's tested positive for COVID, and Jordan Love will get the start on Sunday versus the Chiefs. Uh, Nebraska Volleyball has had a couple of big matches. Uh, they will have a couple of big matches this weekend. Number 25, Illinois, tonight. And then number 6, Ohio State, on Saturday. They swept Illinois earlier this year, October 16th. They have not yet played Ohio State. Huskers coming off uh, back-to-back losses to Wisconsin and Minnesota last weekend. Uh, last weekend's match with Minnesota, by the way, drew 142,000 viewers on BTN. That's the most watched volleyball match of the season on any network. There you go. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure BTN likes that. Yeah. Well, the Midwest, the Big Ten loves its volleyball, so yeah. I'm guessing there were a lot of Nebraska fans watching, a lot of Wisconsin fans. They're... Their attendance is not close to Nebraska's, but it's really good. I think yeah. it's like second or third in the Big Ten. So I'm sure a lot of uh, Wisconsin fans were watching that game. By the way, signing day for volleyball is next week. Nebraska has currently the second-ranked class in the country, according to Volleyball.com, and the number one recruit in the country in Hayden Kubik. I don't think that's I don't think that's Nicole's sister, though. Might be, but I don't think it is. Uh, but they're they're doing well in recruiting, is what I'm saying. How did you see that Minnesota match going? Um, as far as like Wisconsin, you felt okay. Oh. They're a little outmatched. Maybe they're maybe Wisconsin's the best team in the Big Ten. Was it similar with Minnesota, or is it more okay? They just they didn't win it that night. Uh, it felt like they were overpowered a little bit by Wisconsin. Minnesota, they weren't on their game. Hmm. Uh, John Cook has said he loves his defense, and their that back row is really really good. Uh, defensively. Rodriguez, I think, has a chance to be one of the best ever as far as digs. They're number one in the Big Ten in digs. Uh, So they're getting the ball off the floor. They're not killing. And one of the reasons is, you know, Lexi's son hasn't played a lot this year. Um, They're getting Stiverns back, but she's a middle. She's not known as either a right or left side hitter. And they've got, they're so young at the outside hitter position. I think Krause's going to be good, uh, but outside of of Kubik, or Matty Kubik, I, I think they've, they've really struggled to get the ball on the floor. And there's a lot of hitting errors. And some of these girls who are new to the game of volleyball are are learning how to how to be patient. Or, you know, it's not always the, the hard ball that works in the Big Ten. Sometimes you have to, you know, go with the changeup. And yeah. I think they're, they're working on understanding how to play in this league. And Wisconsin has six super seniors. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's an 18-year-old versus a 22-year-old. And that doesn't always go very well. Right. We've seen that with Michigan State this year, by the way, uh, going with the transfer portal and going with so much experience. I think that's part of the problem. But Nebraska is still number one in the Big Ten. They've lost two straight matches. They're still tied for first in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin lost after playing Nebraska to Purdue. So Nebraska, they, they can get better. Uh, yeah. It's just going to be tough this year in general. COVID allowed all those seniors to come back. And Nebraska hasn't benefited from it as much as some other schools have. Lexi's son, you thought they would, uh, but she hasn't played a lot this year. Uh, they did with Stiverns, and but she was injured for most of this year, and now she's just getting back um, on her feet and getting ready. But Nebraska's playing so many young girls yeah. uh, this year. I just think it's going to be a tough year to win a championship for Nebraska. But never say never. I mean, they're really tough. They'll be in the hunt. Uh, that is Maddie's sister. Okay. That is Maddie's. Thank, thank you, Stan. Uh, that would make sense. Maddie Kubek's sister uh, is the number one recruit in the country. Nebraska just produces recruits in volleyball. They have to be the best state in the country per capita for volleyball. Yeah. I saw that USC had the number one class, uh, but 
What's that? It's like there's something in the what, water here. What, what, what do you want, Rico? What do you want? <laughs> I don't think she's from Nebraska. Um, uh, Kubik is not from Nebraska? I do not believe so. Maddie Kubik is not from Nebraska? Well, thought, yeah, there's still something were. in the water. There's still something. Yeah. I do not Kra- believe she Krause, is. I know Krause is. I yes. Mean, yes. Krause is. Batenhorst was born in Omaha, but then they moved to Houston. To Houston. Yes. I, I wasn't talking but about Batenhorst. I, I know, but Kubik. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. She has a bunch of family here. Okay. I don't think Kubik is from Nebraska. I thought she was. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'll look it up. Yeah. yeah. yeah Please look that research. up. Uh, do your we research. have a research team. Yeah, working. Don't, don't expect me to know all this stuff. <laughs> just going on air. I, I'm just going on the air and saying stuff. Um, I thought she was. She's from Iowa. She's from okay, Iowa. Midwest. She's from Moines, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, she's not a Nebraska kid. She is from Iowa. There you go. Thank you, Rico. I appreciate that. West Des Moines. Uh, Stan confirmed that as well. So they've uh, the sister chain is is continuing at Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, it's not like they're going to play at Iowa. That's not a good volleyball. No, and, and you would think Iowa would be better, but they're the worst volleyball. They're the worst volleyball team in the in the entire Big Ten, and there's a lot of really good female athletes. Nebraska's recruited well out of Omaha or Iowa for a while now, um, but uh, Iowa hasn't been able to do it yeah. for some reason. All right, um, what else are we going to talk about in this particular segment? Uh, did want to mention the Colts and the Jets tonight. Uh, not that it's going to be a great game, but my my fantasy team would benefit if Carson <laughs> Wentz uh, played well. And Mike White, uh, there's some mild interest there. That's Mike, the intrigue, yes, yeah, Mike White. Mike White is getting the start for the Jets tonight. Uh, so watch out for that. Is he going to take? Uh, is he going to be the future of the Jets organization? If I mean, if he follows up that performance from last week, he might be. He looked really good. He looked really good. He's looked looked better than Zach Wilson has all season. Yeah. Uh, or Sam Darnold did last year. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh, Maybe your hope is keep drafting number one picks in the first round. Uh, Obviously, number one picks, top five picks 
in the NFL draft and then just get a guy off the street that actually saves the day. <laughs> Fifth round draft pick out of Western Kentucky, Mike White. Uh, uh, I mean, and he, he's had a few chances. Last, this last week was his really good performance against the Bengals, threw for over 400 in the win there. Um, so we'll see if he can back it up. I mean, the Colts are, um, are a solid team. That's a problem with Thursday night football when you schedule them too far out. Now you have two and five Jets against the three and five Colts. Um, but it's NFL football, yeah. so we're thankful for that. And um, college football has completely um, stepped out of the way of NFL um, football on Thursday night. They've just given up. I don't. I, I could look up the matchup, but I'm sure it's no action tonight. That's I mean, usually, there might be action. Action is usually Tuesday or Wednesday. That's night. usually Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had some action actually last night. Central Michigan getting the win. Did you watch a little action action? I didn't watch any of the action. I didn't watch it. Uh, tonight you have Georgia State at Louisiana. You gonna you gonna tune in for that one? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, probably no, not. not gonna, yeah. not gonna probably do that. I probably have better records than the Jets and the Colts. That's but. probably true. <laughs> uh, but my, I gotta watch my fantasy team. I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, have you heard about my fantasy team? I got, I've heard I gotta, a little bit. Yeah, the, Tell us more. Tell us more, please. We're <laughs> well, dying I'm, to I'm know. starting Carson Wentz tonight, and so I, I'd like him to have a big night. Yeah, I did pick up Adrian Peterson off the waiver wire the other day as well. Uh, of course, uh, we know that Henry's gone for the year. Derek Henry's yeah. gone for the year, and. Uh, the Titans have picked up uh, Adrian Peterson, so I'm mildly interesting at, uh, interested at, and I'm mildly interesting as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, at 36, can he do anything? Well, I, I wouldn't. Apparently, he's in really good shape, Adrian Peterson. I, I'd be. I wouldn't doubt that, but uh, his best days are long behind yeah. him. Yeah, well, maybe uh, he had a good. Uh, he played okay for the Lions a couple of. What was it? I think he last played in 2020. I think he's uh, had like one 1,000-yard season yeah. in the last like seven years or well, something. They're bringing him in like in the red zone, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, at least the, the, I think Washington did that and Detroit did that a little bit with him. So he's not playing as much. And I wouldn't expect him to be a full-time guy right. uh, with the Titans. He's not going to carry the load like Henry does. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Henry, by the way, was on pace to maybe run for 2,500 yards. I'm really down about that. I'm not even a Titans fan, but Derrick Henry was so fun to watch. I mean, he w- might have set – all the records this year. I mean, he was on pace uh, for ridiculous yardage, like Eric Dickerson, Jim Brown type good. Yeah, and it's, it is frustrating, but it is also, I mean, there's a reason why guys yeah. don't carry the ball that much, why they don't get that many yards, yeah. because it, the injuries, eventually you will. I mean, as big a body as he yeah. has and as durable as he's been, it, it seems like it's just a matter of time yeah. to, until you wear a guy out and yeah. he gets injured. So it's it's frustrating to see it happen, but you know, I, I still probably we'll see how he comes back. Probably yeah. still the best running back in the league when he gets back. Oh yeah, I, I can't see anybody better uh, for a long time. Uh, Ted Carter has spoken to the media uh, a couple of times regarding Scott Frost. Some interesting quotes here from Ted Carter, president of the University of Nebraska. We obviously think that this will be ultimately a Trev Alberts decision. These final three games to see how. It goes. But I'm imagining that uh, Trev Alberts meets with Ted Carter and Ronnie Green, the chancellor, almost every day. I mean, this is this is the time where normally you don't talk to your president or your chancellor. But right now, I'm guessing that they do chat. Yeah, it's interesting. They have some other things going on in their lives, yeah. don't they? But uh, it is, you know, we always talk about Scott Frost yeah. and his boss. Well, Trev Alberts has some bosses, too. Yeah, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, this is what Ted Carter said. And I've seen him speak a, a couple of times, and I've always been impressed. But this is what he says. Uh, some of these have been a real heartbreakers, talking about the games that Nebraska has played. Uh, what has changed, though, over the last couple of years is we are competitive. We are competitive with every team that we play, uh, whether they are number two in the nation or number nine in the nation. Yeah, we've had some tough ones, 
But I have a feeling that we are going to turn this around. We have uh, been that close. Uh, let's just keep the faith and rooting for our team. He also says, I don't want to get too far ahead of our skis here right now. Uh, I don't think uh, it will be too, too far down the road that you're going to know which direction the program is going to go. I can tell you this, no decision has been made. Anything that you take from those comments? Uh, no, I mean, I think that's uh, that's what, what you probably believe to be going on behind the scenes yeah. is that there's still a belief and that, you know, they are relying and, and kind of focusing on the positives, which yeah. is, is close games. It's kind of interesting to me that you make that statement ahead of a game in which you're, you know, yeah. when in which Ohio State's a two touchdown favorite. Yeah. Is that putting the pressure, you know, if, if you're if, if, if what you're selling for the positivity is that you've been close against doesn't matter if it's number two or number yeah. nine. He's saying, well, what about if the Buckeyes come in and win by 21? Does that matter? Is that a, is that a difference yeah. maker? Um, you know, and, and I'm interested as anybody to see how much that plays into it, because a lot of people have thrown the close games against top 10 opponents out the door because if you're if you're that's that's great and all but when you're not beating minnesota and illinois and purdue who aren't top 10 opponents but teams you're going to see every year um you know how much does it mean but i like the fact that he says you know what what we're all thinking is is there's no denying that the hot seat is is kind of there so you're addressing that and then there's going ahead and saying it's not gonna be too far till you know because the, the we can all have our opinions right now it's. It, I'm just glad they haven't made a decision right now because there is still much, a lot to be written here. A lot left can happen, and you don't want to make a decision until you see the the project come to its conclusion here. And and again, I mean, these are you know we talk about Illinois being the biggest game of the season or this or that, but in 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 your in your heart of hearts. You want to beat Wisconsin, and you want to beat Iowa right. year in and year out. And those are the two teams that are coming up. And you also want to get that program-defining victory that puts Nebraska on the map. Ohio State, I know you had Oklahoma as that possibility too, but Ohio State is that. So yeah. to make your decision or to, to cut the cut the cord now would just be an yeah. awful idea right before Nebraska has the chance yeah. to turn that corner in these final three games. Text line can mock me and say it's not going to happen, and I understand there's not a whole lot of belief there. They will. But it's still they a possibility out there. I they'll, know. They'll mock both of us, by the way. 464-5685, Sutter Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln hotline. Go ahead and mock us. Bring it on. We like it, actually. <laughs> um, by the way, I mean, Dirk Chatlin had a really interesting article on all the stats Nebraska's really good in. We know. And, that, and that's the case that Scott Frost makes or maybe uh, Trev Alberts makes or anybody else who's a supporter of the program, or Scott Frost, hey, look how close we are. And, and Michael Snow, our good buddy, tweeted this out. Nebraska 16th in total offense, 26th in scoring defense. Uh, there are five teams inside the top 20 in total offense and total defense, uh, actually 20 to 30. Uh, Ohio State is number one in offense, but they're 19th in total defense. Baylor is 17th in offense, 21st in total defense. Coastal Carolina and by the way, Baylor's 12th, Ohio State is 5th, Coastal Carolina uh, inside the top 25. They are 6th uh, in offense, 15th in defense. Bama is 10th in offense, 30th in defense. Nebraska, 16th in offense, 26th in defense. The numbers don't make any sense. I mean, other than the fact that they, they yes, they, they always find a way to kill themselves. Um, but it really does, and that's why Nebraska showed up in these uh, power indexes all all season long and still continues yeah. to show up 
Like they're, they're top 35, 40 in the country uh, with a three and six record. Well, and that's the problem, I think, not in just, you know, and, and that's it, it, those are all great numbers if you're uh, on behalf of Frostang. But usually, I, you know, I always kind of think of this as when you have, um, when you do make a firing, usually there's just one side of the ball that's just god-awful bad. Um, and that's what you have to address, and that's what you have to fix to move your program forward. You're in a situation where that's not the case at all. The offense is taking steps forward. The defense is taking steps forward. Um, the offense hopefully can kind of get more consistency. We know along that offensive line. I mean, there's problems. There's flaws uh, within there, but they, they're explosive. They, like, lead the nation in 60- and 70-yard plays. Uh, they're a big play offense. And, and obviously, in the total offensive category, um, it, it's pretty impressive. And then the scoring defense, um, like you said, Ohio State's kind of funny, similar to Nebraska in that their defense is a little bend but don't break like Nebraska's, um, and they just have a very good um, um, scoring defense um, as opposed to their total defense. Um, Nebraska's kind of in that same category. Uh, Frederick Frank points, uh, points this out, that uh, the red zone offense is terrible, and we know that. Yeah, uh, They get in the red zone, and they can't do anything. Uh, they're 13th. In uh, in the league in red zone defense, they're tw- eighth in red zone offense, and they're ninety eighth in the country. So, red zone defense, red zone <laughs> offense, they're not good either way. So the Big Ten's pretty bad at red zone offense. If Nebraska's eighth in the league, but ninety eighth in the country, yeah, that's just <laughs> uh, Ohio State for what it's worth, first in the league, seventh in the country in red zone offense. Yeah, so that I'm, could definitely be yeah. the, the difference if that mm. is a close game. And that was really the difference in the game last week. We said it would be against Purdue. Both teams were terrible in the red zone. Both Nebraska and Purdue were terrible in the red zone. And we said the team that was best in the red zone would win because that's always the case with Nebraska. When they're good in the red zone, which they never are, then they tend to win. Um, But when they're bad in the red zone, which they tend to be, they tend to lose, which kind of has followed the script. But they do move the ball. I mean, they move the ball up and down the field. The stats look good. Until they they get you know to the point where they have to score and then they they aren't good. Well, and I mean, there's other numbers you can run through th- too, and Dirk certainly did run through yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, we'll um, do that. Yeah, and and, and you know the, the luck index is something that's been yeah. hurting Nebraska's, which you can kind of make fun of um, the the fact that that's even a thing. Yeah. Um, but turnover margin is one that's interesting. It's not just this year. It's not just this yeah. tenure. It's it's like the last twenty years. Right. They're really bad in 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 turnover margin, yeah. and you know I think that's somewhat of an argument on my behalf yeah. to go back to power football, yeah. Big Ten football. But Bo Pelini was always bad in the in turnover yeah. margin. He always lost the turnover margin. That's yet, what I'm saying. Everybody they, was. Since, yeah, but they, Solage, they basically the, the difference was they won nine or ten games, so yeah. it didn't even make any sense under Bo Pelini. I think the the stats make more sense for winning for Scott Frost than they did for Bo Pelini in some cases. In some cases, in those some cases. Two, like the, the defense in two thousand nine and ten had some really well, good numbers. Yeah, the, the, those were uh, awesome defenses. Those, yeah. those were elite players, players that Nebraska just doesn't have right now. They don't have a suit. They don't have a Levante. Well, David. and that and those sort of things can certainly yeah. be a big argument. I mean, yeah. you can put all these numbers. Yeah. Who pops out to you when you watch yeah. a Nebraska game? Yeah. There's guys. Don't get me wrong. Nineteen Luke tackles Reimer's is good. pretty. Yeah, yeah. there's good. guys that pop out to you. But I'm I'm not saying yeah. who is good for Nebraska. I'm saying where's Levante David? Where's yeah. Randy Gregory? Where's you know even the the Nate Garys, the Malik Collins, the you know the Mir Abdullahs. You know that those, that's just Pelini's staff, but our, our Pelini's group of players. But you know those are those are the guys that have really been missing that can put you over the edge. I yeah. thought George Karloftis might have won that game. Yeah. This past Saturday, the amount of pressure he was getting on Adrian yep. and the problems it was yep. causing. Yep, uh, that guy's a stud, and uh, this will be his last year at Purdue, and he'll be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft, maybe higher than that. 
Uh, let's talk some Husker football and some Husker hoops. We could do that. Nebraska tips off their season on Tuesday versus Western Illinois, so Robin could weigh in on that. But a lot of Nebraska versus Ohio State talk is coming up next with Robin Washett on Tom and Bach. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc